listeners, you're catching yet another episode of the JCU Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, and you're tuning into the podcast where me and the JCU crew get together to just catch up. Each and every episode, we will bring a topic of discussion, which we will dive into headfirst for you, our faithful listeners. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Listen Notes, and RSS feeds by searching for the JCU Podcast. And also on Twitter at JCU Podcast One. That's JCU Podcast Number One. Uh, we're also branching out to game streaming, where you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash JCU Network. We're going to be streaming hopefully at least once a week or more. Uh, we expand that as the audience demand grows, but also you can catch us on the YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel is at JCU Network as well. So if you want to support us, please do all the chosen platform things. Follow, like, share, subscribe, and ring the notification bell so you don't miss a new episode. And now it's time for the JCU roll call. And he's already got a magic card. <laughs> just now noticing that. Okay. <laughs> just for that, up first, there are thousands of discarded copies of him buried in a desert somewhere, but somehow we got our hands on this one before all of that. It's Ian. Wait, wait. <laughs> I have the game that you're referencing. It is actually on my shelf. Hang on. <laughs> While he goes, are you not going to give him a? You're not going to give him a, a silly nickname this time. That was the silly nickname. He's one of the copies of the oh. discarded game. He's too excited. Oh, I thought I thought he was just calling him Ian. Yeah. Wait, I always call him Ian. I just always insult him first. I have the I have a copy of ET for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. This is the game. This is one of the ones that was dropped in the landfill and discarded. See? Yeah, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is this is the game that caused the entire North American video game market to crash back in 1983. It's a piece of American history, just like him. Anyway, this guy was turned away from the set of 300 for looking so good. The producers were afraid there'd be too, win too many women climaxing in the movie theaters. It's Jim! <laughs> I don't know where you get this stuff, buddy. I don't know where you get it, but I love it. <laughs> and this, this guy is, is in more <laughs> yes it is this guy is in more demand than the latest iPhone and fortunately not engineered for planned obsolescence it's Caleb <laughs> <laughs> not engineered for planned obsolescence that's great I like that a lot <laughs> Unfortunately, the only member of this podcast to actually win an award for his musical contributions to anything is not with us today, but that's Nathan. Mm. But he'll be joining us next week, hopefully. We're fingers crossed. He's going through some stuff right now, and we're with him. So, for now... Oh, yeah, of course, I forgot to introduce myself. And, of course, this summer, the revolution that will not be televised, but still brought to you by the power of the Internet... Coming at you from the seat of power in the belly of the beast known as our nation's capital. Everybody get on your feet and hail to the chief. It's the alternative president of the United Nerds of America. It's me, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Play my, play my trumpets, yes. Play them, play them loudly. And now... For today's topic, ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat. Welcome, one and all, to the first ever JCU Awards, where today we will be dishonoring the most ignorant shit to ever happen throughout history. And I am your host and the one and only judge. Each of my fellow JCU crew here today will provide their examples of the absolute worst things to happen in the following fields of video games. Movies, music, consumer products, and social media slash media platforms slash content creators. So that's all one category there. Uh, these will be scored in a similar manner to our Joker episode. And after all the arguments have been made for all the topics, I will present the award for the winners, losers, whatever. So <laughs> are we competing against each other? I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Each other. I was like, this is something I hated. <laughs> I am woefully unprepared for this crap. I'm <laughs> very prepared for this crap. <laughs> Let's begin. So we'll start with 
you know the one who says he's so prepared. Let's start with Ian because he he decides he wants to be prepared. Let's go. All right. Be prepared. So, which category shall we start with first? We're gonna start with video games. All right. So, uh, as some of you may know, I used to do a channel that talked about video games and stuff, and I have m- channel that you don't want to talk about anymore. Yes, the channel that I don't want to talk about anymore. And channel uh, that must not be named. Yeah. And I had so many options. I had so many options for, like, video games that are just bad. I didn't want to just choose video games that are, like, deliberately bad or video games that were, like, laden with a lot of microtransactions or just, like, games that were released before they were finished and stuff like that. Like, I I was thinking SimCity 2013 is pretty bad, and that one really pissed me off. Um... But there's a game series that is relevant right now that I feel like is probably one of the most disappointing game series because it was good, and then it was great, and then it was still pretty good. And ever since, it's just, like, there have been so many games that are just bad, iffy, mediocre, just, like, it's really kind of awful... I'm going to go with the Mario, the Paper Mario series. Okay, so what is it about? The series as a whole? Yes, the Paper Mario series as a whole. The first two games are basically just your standard uh, RPG-style game, where you've got people on this side, and then they take turns and fight the people on that side, and if you press action buttons at a certain time, you'll do more damage or take less damage. They play out like a regular RPG, like your Final Fantasy games, your... Uh, well, really, Final Fantasy is the one that I'm thinking of, but it's more cartoony and stripped down. Uh, Super Paper Mario decided to do away with the turn-based combat and make it just an action-oriented game, but there was still a lot of imagination and fun to it. Paper Mario Sticker Star, Paper Mario Color Splash, and the new one, Paper Mario or- uh, Origami King, are... I hesitate to call them bad, but they're horrendously disappointing because it's no longer turn-based combat. It's now, like, with with your combat, there's a limited number of things you can do. Like, there's a limited number of times you can jump on someone. Like, really, really honestly think about that. A Mario game where you can only jump on enemies a certain number of times. That's just fundamentally wrong design. Like, I shouldn't have to collect a bunch of items just to be able to use the jump command. That... And the game, the games itself, like, a, a big deal about the games, they always had this sort of self-referential, like, style humor to it. And that was, you know, part of it, but the games have really just hammered it home within the last few ones, that the self-referential style is now the only kind of humor that they have, almost as if, like, a wink and a nod to the camera every so often can be funny, but every few minutes just ends up being really annoying and played out. Plus, on top of it, the games just feel like they've gotten lazier in design. There used to be a bunch of imaginative characters. There used to be a wide variety of funny, different characters. In the last at least two games, the only NPCs are Toads. Just imagine that. Any JRPG Final Fantasy game you've ever played, pick one secondary character, every single character in the game. And I am not exaggerating is a copy of that one character. Every single NPC is a toad. Every single one. It just feels like it's lazy. It feels like they've gotten lazier to try and make the games different somehow, to try and make them not just another turn-based RPG, except that the game design and the gameplay of the first two games are what made people like them. The third game was a bit different, but still felt more... Paper Mario-esque, the last three games have all just been huge disappointments. It's not it's not Paper Mario, and it's not even fun anymore. It just feels like it's a lazy sequel, a lazy sequel, a lazy sequel. So I submit oh. the Paper Mario series. Alright, so that's our first nominee for Worst Thing in Video Games. So next up for the nominee will be Caleb. Caleb, what's your worst nominee for video games? Um... It took me a while to get through this one because I try not 
to play bad games. So I'm going to choose Red Dead Online. Not Red Dead Redemption 2, just Red Dead. I chose Red Dead Online. Not Red Dead Redemption 2 as a game per se, but just the Red Dead Online aspect of it. Um, yeah, that's game. <laughs> like, starting out, like, you couldn't even access Red Dead Online for, I think, about two to three months, probably about four months. And mm-hmm. when, when you got into it, there was zero content for it. And as time progressed, they slowly added more. But at this time, even with them adding like another like pack to it, there's still not enough content. They have about like four, um, five now, but five um, jobs that you can do that are like campsite based, and you can go out like you can trade. You can like hunt animals and trade for furs. You can um, liquor, sell blue like liquor, and um, and it leaves me on this one. <laughs> anyway, there's lack of content, and with lack of content comes. A lot of um, griefers. Oh, yeah. That, like, even if you are trying to make progress, and even though there's game modes you can play to just combat other players, there's guys that just run around and just shoot you for no reason and burn all your stuff. Yeah. Which actually happened to me. I was, like, selling a bunch of liquor, and some guy ran up, shot me in the head, and then continued, continued to burn all of my moonshine. Yeah, that's, 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 like, that's, that's, that's how it goes in real life, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes in real life, too. Every time you try to sell some liquor, some guy comes up and blows your head off and <laughs> burns all your moonshine. Uh, man, I've had that happen to me. I messaged time. him. I said, hey, man, why did you do that? He said, because I can. And then just ran off. <laughs> <laughs> Give him too much power. It too sounds, much power. It sounds a lot like the early days of the game Rust. Like, that especially within the first year of that game coming out because it was one of those early access games everyone who got in there like you could build your own base you could build your own arsenal but the majority of the game was just griefers people would just run up to new players and be like hand over what you got and if they don't answer right away bam, bam, bam and just take their stuff and run and it's just that was that was a big problem early on that's the problem that you have when you run it when you create games where people can actually interact with other people. People prove that they're shit. <laughs> Which is the known risk. So like it's kind of fine to me. I just wish there was like options within the game for you to have to so you without, maybe without turn that off. <laughs> yeah. I only Which, want to be yeah. shot by, you know, computer generated enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And comparatively, like Grand Theft Auto Five, it has pretty much the same stuff, but just there's way more of it. There's, there's you can own your own home and you know your skyscraper and businesses, and you can employ people. And Red Dead Online, I guess because of how much is in GTA Five, is there's just not enough of it, and they don't spend any time putting more into that game probably. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much what I think. All right, then. So the third nominee in the category of worst video game stuff to ever happen online, or not online, but whatever. Anyway, Jim, what's your what's your nominee? <laughs> You're pointing the wrong. Okay, direction. so this is this is gonna be. Difficult to compare because I took a different approach. Like for, for at first, I, I was saying like, well, I could easily go for some like an individual game like Mega Man X Seven or Final Fantasy Fourteen before Realm Reborn or something along those lines, where it's just like a very irritating game aspects like voice acting or gameplay or whatnot. But me, I, I usually try to think something a bit more personal. Like what was something that was disappointing to me and. 
honestly, one of the biggest disappointments for me in video gaming has to be Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah, I am embarrassed to tell you, oh, I put like two hundred dollars into that Kickstarter because mm. I really wanted that game to be a success. I wanted to see KG Nafane make the next Mega Man franchise. I wanted the the swag, you know, the T-shirts, the books, the the plushie that came with, you know, like all, all the things that go to Kickstarter. I was so hyped for this. And then the game was just, eh. it wasn't the worst game ever. It had some things that I didn't really enjoy gameplay wise, but like, you know, with all the hype, you know, even some of the things they promised release, like it was supposed to be ported to a lot more consoles because of uh, Kickstarter tiers that ended up getting. Um, I ended up getting it on uh, PS4, I believe. Um, and just, it was such a letdown. Yeah. It was. It, it really soured the entire Kickstarter experience for me, you know, and how much I wanted to contribute to. Because I think it's a great way to, you know, help gamers make the kinds of games we want to see made. You know, putting our money as our voice into these developments. And it was just such a huge disappointment. That it's like, I can't say it's the worst game ever. It was definitely for me one of the worst moments in video gaming, just as such a letdown from someone who pretty much shaped my childhood gaming because I, I grew up with the Mega Man and Mega Man X series games. You know, and that was just such a huge disappointment that I had to put Mighty Number no. Nine as my worst gaming moment. Yeah, that's fair. I agree with that one. That's uh that's 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 a good one. That is definitely a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm scoring these now. We'll come back to these at the end of the show. So, Sean, has Jared Leto ever made any video games? You know what? Jared Leto has thankfully not made any video games. But Couldn't save that did, for the end. I'm going to tell you this right now. Jared Leto's video game would probably be the worst video game of all time. Okay? And I'm going to explain to you why. Jared Leto's video game would be the worst thing to ever happen in video games in the history of video games. Because Jared Leto, Leto is such a method actor that he'd just screw everything up. He, he'd probably be like the method. He'd, he'd, he'd spend like 20 years studying the habits of every video gamer alive. And then he'd, then he'd try to craft that into the most cinematic video game experience that he could possibly formulate, right? So it would be something akin to, you know, The Last of Us, but it would suck. So it would be like, uh, uh, it'd be like The Last of Us met, uh, what's the name of that crap? Ah, Shenume or whatever, whatever the crap that name is. Shenume? Yeah, that one. <laughs> it would be like that, but with like a cinematic, it would, it would be the most beautiful looking game ever, oh. but it would suck. It would be like the room, the game. It would be like <laughs> Shenmue is I think what you're talking about. It would be, it would be like, it would be and... like last of us meets the room. Only with way more method acting. And then, and then, and then instead of actually, you know, having a instead of just having a character model die, he'd probably just have to actually kill himself every time he died in the game. So then, you know, he'd just die, which would probably be a benefit to all mankind. But... <laughs> For the record, I looked it up. It's pronounced Shinmu. Shinmu. Don't whatever. actually pronounce the E. Yeah, Shinmu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's, the acting is so terrible in that game. I've, I've, I've watched the game streamed like a movie and it's 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 heart-wrenching to think yeah. that this is a video game and anyway yeah we, that would be we could spend a whole podcast game. talking on voice acting especially 90s video game voice acting yeah oh man there's some bad playstation voice acting i was gonna go out if i had been competing i would have gone with the uh act, i was actually planning on going with the laugh from final fantasy 10 that's the worst moment <laughs> in all video gaming <laughs> yeah i'm not even gonna was... imitate it <laughs> yeah. yeah that that jim already nailed it that's pretty much it that, that was exactly it i don't know i'll, I'll still take that them. over mega man x4 and mega man 8's voice acting any day oh my god what am i fighting for yeah, evil. <laughs> oh God, we were almost a Jill like sandwich. <laughs> that was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> You're right, Barry. 
God. Remember it's not even exaggerated. That we... That's what they do in the game. <laughs> remember when we thought that was like the height of gaming technology? Yes. Remember when that was the height of gaming technology? Yeah. Well, I mean, remember when we thought like that was the best gaming could possibly be? <laughs> we were like, oh my God, this is this is so so realistic looking. <laughs> I'm literally a fly on the wall, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next category. Be the category of movies. Move it, move it, move it, move it, move it, move it, move it. Ian, what is your nominee for the worst thing to happen in movies? The room. I'm sorry that it's a cliche, and I know we've talked about it already, but I've watched this damn thing. I have watched the entire movie multiple times. It is just so god-awful. I do not buy into the fact that this was, like, so bad that it's good. And look, I've studied Tommy Wiseau. I've studied, like, his methods. I've watched the uh, the escape, or not the escape artist, the um, disaster artist. I've read the book. Like, I was like, I, I wanted to try and understand just how this crazy individual would get something like this done. And the fact that he ponied up $5 million of his own money to make this movie. And it's just like everything that you think you should do to make a film, he just breaks all the rules. Now, as opposed to a filmmaker by, say, the name Wes Anderson, who breaks all the rules but does it in a very aesthetic choice, Tommy Wiseau just doesn't know what he's doing. I don't care that there are people out there who love this film. I don't care that there are people out there who are just like, oh, it's, you know, so bad that it's good. No, it's, it's not even so bad that it's good. It literally falls off the scale. There's, like, good... Not bad, but kind of boring. So bad that it's good. The room. The room is down there. It's off camera. Like, it's so terrible that it's just hard to watch. I don't... I don't buy into the fact that it's enjoyable to watch a giant pile of shit film like The Room. I just... I can't. I've tried. It's not possible. The Room is quite possibly the worst film I've ever seen. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So, Caleb, what's your uh, what's your nominee for worst thing that happened in movies? Um. So we all know. I think his name is pronounced Uvebol. Uvebol. <laughs> like he has some really bad movies, and like when I was searching this week for for movies to just watch. And like maybe I could just you know rate it that way. I couldn't even get past the movie trailers of like Blood Rain or House of the Dead. Not even past the trailers. It was terrible. What about so, In the Name of the King <laughs> with uh, 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 God, Jason Statham? Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can get through a trailer of that at least, but I don't know if I could watch it. But, don't 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 bother. It was it, yeah. it was it was garbage. It was. But so there's one I watched early on. I think it was the first Uvol film that I had ever watched, and it was on Netflix one at one point, and it's called Rampage. Now, Wait, is that like based on the video game Rampage? Or? No, no, no. Okay, because he is, does a lot of that. This is this is an this is an active shooter fantasy movie called Rampage. Oh God, never heard of yeah. it. Wait, active shooter fantasy movie? It's it's basically an active shooter fantasy. Oh, Jesus. Like, it's just it's a guy who, who gets a gun, who who's ordered a gun through his um through his best friend's home. Uh-huh. Yes. And then like he has a, there, there's a day where he deals with his everyday problems and the people he hates. And then the next day, he goes about and basically shoots everybody he can in the town. Almost. Oh, okay. So this Horrible. is basically Postal the movie. <laughs> Except he also think... made Postal the movie. Wait, they did? <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus. That movie and has we... a sequel for the record. Rampage has a sequel. Yes, it does. It has two and sequels. I don't even... 
Never. Oh God, it does have two sequels. Never they let this man anywhere near a camera again. God. Oh yeah. Oh God. Why do they keep letting him near cameras? <laughs> it's a long this, story. It's like he hasn't made anything since 2017, at least. Thank the Lord. <laughs> well, that could be the next bad thing of 2020. A new <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. That's not my bingo card. You <laughs> makes another movie called Coronavirus. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Don't, don't. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? We probably are. He'll hear this somehow. It's like he probably got, like, one of those Google alerts for his name being mentioned on a podcast. Oh, crap. Now we've done it. Oh, no. He's going to kickbox us, isn't he? <laughs> he's set it loose now. He's going to hear about this idea, and he's going to make this movie. Dang it, Caleb. All right. You know what? Okay, I'll put I it just, down. I just, I just found the best thing ever. In November 2018, Bull was the subject of a second documentary film titled Fuck You All, The Uwe Bull Story. <laughs> yeah, that's the title of a documentary of a man who shouldn't be making movies. <laughs> Why? Good God. Like, talk about, like, you, you were saying earlier, like, you gotta know the rules in order to be able to effectively break them. This guy doesn't even, like, this guy knows the rules and doesn't even care. Yeah. He's, like, just out there just to just to F with us. I hate you. I hate him with the red hot fiery passion. Didn't he direct Dungeons and Dragons? No. Oh, thank. Okay. He did not. He kind of looks like Rush Limbaugh. He kind of does. his picture on Wikipedia. He kind of looks like Rush Limbaugh. You know what? Yeah. Just trying to find more reasons not to like this guy. (laughs) Apparently. We have enough. <laughs> we have enough reasons not to like you, Bull. Okay. I gotta go get stuff. Anyway, Jim, what's your nominee? Okay, so while I actually do enjoy movies that are so bad they're good or so bad they're funny, I tried to avoid some of the like the more obvious ones and I tried again to go for the ones that were more personally offensive. And this was actually very difficult. It, it, I have to get. I had to give this one a tie. There are two movies that are equally the worst to me for almost the exact same reason, because they took something that I love, cherish, care so deeply about, and then shat all over it. And those are Avatar: The Last Airbender and Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> I'm sorry, but oh, I, I can't choose man. which one I hate more. You only get one of those. <laughs> Dragon Ball. You only Ball. get one. Oh. <laughs> Has you got one. Uh, but Shyamalan. Yes. Uh, no, no. But James Wong. But yeah, but Shyamalan. But Wong. Yeah, oh. man, you are gonna go toe to toe for which one you should pick right now. Oh really? Because <laughs> you're saying go for you, it. You you think it's Dragon Ball? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, you got to explain to me why. <laughs> Okay, well, okay. At least, at least, I I deeply dislike the Avatar movie, the Avatar: The Last Airbender movie. It's really bad, but there are at least some competently done scenes in it, and it at least, at least, follows the storyline of the first season. At least it does that. Dragon Ball Evolution is nothing like any character ever from any Dragon Ball movie. You basically took a teen superhero film and added Dragon Ball names to it. There's nothing, nothing about Dragon Ball Evolution that matches up to Dragon Ball. There's no Krillin. Piccolo is completely, like, why? Why does he, why does he look Even the concept of the Kamehameha is just, oh my god, you know, he makes a good point. Makes a really good point. And the fact that and the fact that he becomes like how he becomes Ozaru, the fact that uh, that Bulma doesn't act the way she does, the fact that uh, Yamcha doesn't act the way he does in the TV show, Dragon Ball Evolution is nothing 
at all like the TV show. Avatar The Last Airbender is like the TV show, it's just badly done. But it's like the TV show, at least somewhat kind of close to. Evolution is just bad. I would argue that the fact that it's like the TV show is why it's worse. Is because it tarnishes the actual TV show. Dragon Ball Evolution, you can just pretend that that doesn't exist. Except it does! Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. You can pretend that it doesn't exist and still enjoy Dragon Ball. But now you have this thing that exists that is actually tarnishing the actual good show. There are people right now who will never watch Avatar The Last Airbender because of that god-awful movie. And they associate the name of actually Academy Award winning, tele- or not Academy Award winning, Emmy Award winning television show with this hilariously terrible movie in which I can say equally nothing about any of the characters is right. First of all, Aang isn't a white dude. <laughs> Just put that out there. Uh, you know, Katara and Sokka are Earth bending, fire bending. Earth bending was was just embarrassing. Yeah. All the was... bending was embarrassing. There was no good yeah. bending in that movie whatsoever. None, no, none, not at all. Nothing. They didn't get air bending right. They didn't. They hella didn't get fire bending right. Well, they come on. It's like it's like they shoot. The, these dudes are so badass. They literally shoot fire out of their hands and feet and mouths. And you've got them like they can't do. You've got to have fire over here. And then all the, the earth bending. What was the what the f was that? They did yeah. like a twenty minute dance to move a rock. <laughs> One rock. God damn it! It was so and bad. Twenty minute like, dance. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm a little teapot short and stout. Boom. <laughs> Then a rock the size of this pen (laughs) floats at the enemy very slowly. (laughs) It's like to move this all. Look, I'm sorry. I'm just it tarnished not only the name of Avatar: The Last Airbender, a damn good cartoon, but it also tarnished the name of. M. Night Shyamalan, who I would argue is actually a decent director, but he keeps screwing things up so terribly that he's just like, it's like, what are you doing, man? Why? Why are you making these decisions? (laughs) Okay, so I'm done. (laughs) Okay, so I definitely see both your points. Like, on the one hand, I agree with Ian that, like, if it's practically unrecognizable, you can almost ignore it. It's like how Ian likes to ignore the, the, the fact that the true worst Zelda games are the CDI games, where Ian will just say they don't exist. They don't no. exist. Yeah, they're not. Exactly. They're not on a Nintendo the same, system. They're not Nintendo games. At the same time, I get where Sean is coming from, and they're like, this is like offensive because it feels like it should be right, but it's so damn wrong. Mm-hmm. It's so damn wrong. You know what? I'm going to stand where I was and say I'm putting them both up there and I will let the judge weigh that as he wishes. Because God damn it, I can't choose. It's like trying to choose your least favorite child of two really shitty kids. You're, we're, trying, <laughs> we're trying to choose which is, a, which is a worse movie, a half star out of ten or a one star out of ten. It's just like, they're both bad. Both so awful. God, Again, the thing awesome. was just that they were offensive. What the hell? They're just freaking offensively yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. And that's to the fan point. Like, like I don't care if it's like a bad movie from like a writing perspective or a cinemat- cinematography perspective. I care that it's offensive to the fan base it was trying to appeal to. Mm-hmm. That's what, what makes it worse for me. You know, you know what? At least Chow Yun Fat had a good time. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> At least yep. he had a good time. You know, that, that guy... <laughs> that, that if it wasn't for my brothers and my cousins, I probably, after watching the movie The Last Airbender, I probably wouldn't have watched uh, the show at all. Yeah, see, that's my point. And, oh, you dodged a bullet there then. I'm so sorry that you had to feel that way. <laughs> oh, man, because the show is fantastic. It is fantastic. I love it. I mean, even as much crap as Legend of Korra gets, I still like Legend of Korra too. 
Like, uh, I mean, it, it, the 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 great the biggest crime of Legend of Korra is that it's not as good as Avatar. Yeah, and that's just because that's Avatar what? is so freaking good. It doesn't mean Korra yeah. is bad. It's just exactly. not as good. <laughs> it's like you just got finished eating like a porterhouse steak, and now you're mad that you got like a a double cheeseburger. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with the double cheeseburger? <laughs> The double cheeseburger is also from the same steakhouse. <laughs> it means they use the same beef. It's probably the same quality. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put them both on there for now. and We'll come back to it later. Hmm. Anyway. All right. So now we go to the category of music. <laughs> I was really hoping Nathan was going to be here for that one. I was I'm really sad that he's not here for this one because he would have rocked with this one. But because uh, he would have pulled out something hilariously obscure that none of us had ever heard of. <laughs> I, I think I think I've got that actually. I think I've got something that's kind of obscure that you guys might not understand. All right, well you're up anyway, so go ahead. What is it? Who here knows who John Cage is? John, Cage. I know Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, John Cage. Uh, is he into like? Is he a director for? Video games? No, no. He was a music composer uh, from like. He was born in like 1913 and he passed away in like 1998. Okay. Yeah. 92. 92? Okay. Looking at him now. Yeah. So John Cage (laughs) is most famous for one big composition that I like. It feels like he's been he did some sort of a long con to convince people that it's it's like he's like the guy who sold the pet rock, you know? John Cage wrote a composition called Four Minutes Thirty Three Seconds. Here's how the composition goes. Okay, because for the sake of time, we can't actually listen to silence. Yeah, I know. It's four minutes and 33 seconds of silence. That's it. There's nothing else. It's silence. How the hell do you claim to have composed four minutes and 33 seconds of goddamn silence? That's not... That You can't... Oh, but it's different each time you hear it because you're listening to the room or you're listening to something else or someone coughs or there's a car outside. It's pretentious bullshit i i am so annoyed that this is a real thing it's not it's silence you cannot compose silence it's just not possible and it annoys the hell out of me and there are people there are people who are going to tweet at us or put into some sort of a YouTube comment section, who are going to try and defend 433. 433 is pretentious music composition bullshit, and I I am annoyed as hell by it. <laughs> yeah, I, agree. I, 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 can, I can understand that. That makes sense. That, 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 is, a, that is a diabolical thing. Yeah. <laughs> That how 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 do you, how do you do yeah how do you sell it, it's like it's like I sold you a can of air it's like somehow I was able to literally sell you a can of air is he, it even a can no I sold you air <laughs> look here it is it's in my hands I sold you the air in your own room <laughs> you literally own this air and I just sold it to you four minutes thirty three seconds is not a real composition. I will I will die on this hill. <laughs> All right, well, Caleb, what's what's your what's your uh, nominee for worst thing ever in music? Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow picture. Oh God, that is what? <laughs> not only is just a terrible song to get stuck in your head, it's literally a terrible song. Like it's about a guy who cheated on his girlfriend she broke up with him and now he's he's looking at a picture of her while his girlfriend's in the next room and he wants to be with her like he's cheating on the person like he's emotionally cheating on his girlfriend with the person he cheated on like it's it's just a terrible terrible situation that just sounds like a country song (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah, but it's I mean, Kid Rock. So, <laughs> I mean, 
I'm just gonna put it. I'm just gonna put it this way: if Kid Rock, Kid Rock being involved automatically knocks it up by like ten points for terrible. <laughs> Thank you. It was. I was thinking yesterday, like, oh crap, I haven't chosen for my music category yet, and like the first person that entered my mind was Kid Rock. Sure. <laughs> sure. And, like, the American badass so, himself. You know. You know, American Badass is great, and you know, Ball with the Ball was awesome. It, it's, it's some good crunk music. As he delves into his his the the product conservative country music conservative country music, uh, it just it, it totally lost me, especially when he came out with Picture of Cheryl Crow. It's ironic that he's diving into, you know, conservative country music, considering he's from Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> like the he's from Detroit. Of all and time. Like he, he, he created a hip-hop crew himself and taught people how to rap and dance, and he was discovered by D-Nice. Yeah. Like, and then he's just gonna dive into country music somehow. It's like, you know, I mean... I guess, you know. I mean, maybe maybe on his part, it was like a um, a, a money point of view. Like, this Probably is my money. If what this name can do Old Town Road, I guess we can let Kid Rock. <laughs> what, what's that cat's name again? I keep forgetting. Billy Ray No, no, the other one. The, actual, the, the guy. Oh, the, oh, the guy? Uh, oh. The other guy. Oh, cat. Why, why, see, that's the thing. Nobody remembers his name. Ride my horse down the old town road, Lil Nas X. Yeah, Lil Nas X. Featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Lil Nas X. By Nas L I L N A S X. Lil Nas X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, here's the thing about Lil Nas X that you might not know. He's a freaking genius. He is a genius. Because he managed to keep that song on the top of the charts for like forever by continuing to remix it. <laughs> like he must have remixed that song like 42 times and he managed to keep it at the top for like because every iteration of the remix is considered the same song. He managed to keep his song on the charts for like a record breaking amount of time. That kid is a genius. <laughs> Wait, record breaking? I thought I uh, that. I thought the Killers still have the record for like. I don't know if it's record breaking or yeah. not. All I know is that it's hilariously, it's a hilariously long amount of time that he managed to keep his song on the charts. He managed to make a whole bunch of money, and this is for a kid who basically was a nobody before all of this. I from from what I remember though, I think isn't it true that like the Killers' Mr. Brightside has been on the top of like the British Billboard 100 charts since it came out for like 16 years it's still well, on like, the top of the charts well, like british church and i don't think it's on the top of the charts i think it's just on the charts top 100 i would i thought it was top 100 well yeah it mr brightside is currently in the first place with 206 weeks in the top 100 jesus oh, fucking wow. christ holy crap how <laughs> the hell that's a long time. Rightfully so. What the hell? That's, seriously, that's, it's it's not that great of a song. I agree. Actually. I got no problem with that. I not agree. I would say it's not even their best song. I don't think. No, it's not. Their best song is either. I would have preferred. Have preferred uh, or somebody yes. told me. Yeah. <laughs> more more popular, at least. This Mister Brightside, really. <laughs> How many? 204? Sketchy. What do you want from him? Really? And this is on the British charts? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you doing over there, Britain? <laughs> What's going on? Join good music. Thank you very much. Britain, are you okay? Are you okay, Britain? Seriously, we can talk about this. Is something going on? Is this like a sign? Are you trying to send us a message that you're not okay? Is the queen abusing you? <laughs> you trying to tell us? You, you can tell us. We're your cousins from America. We'll come help you. You know, we'll, we'll help you move. You know, if you, you 
We've got. You don't nice want us anywhere near their country. No, you they me? don't. No, no, Britain, stay where you are. Do not come to America. We're we're no, fucked no, over it, here. No, no, other no, way, no, they don't no, want us no. anywhere near them. Yeah, see, that's the point. We need the Britons to come over here so they can help us. We need them to save us. <laughs> we need them to save us, and we can help save them. See, it's a mutual saving thing. We'll come get you. Jim, what is your music? <laughs> and from from my perspective, I'm this way for you. <laughs> yes, but I'm the one anyway. filming it, so... <laughs> so it looks weird from my angle. Nah. Okay, this was honestly the hardest category for me. Like, there were so many ways to approach this. I mean, one, one thought was, you know, and no one's going to get this but me, but, like, I, I was devastated when I heard that uh, the Megas weren't going to do an album for Mega Man 4 like they did for 3 and 2. Uh, but, like, no one cares about that but me, apparently. Uh, other than that, like, it's hard not to just go with, like, something like you know, Justin Bieber, Rebecca Black, Robin Thicke. Like, it, it just felt too... I don't know. Like, I just didn't want to say, like, I hate this artist or hate this album. So I'm, I'm going to go with, like, something sad. Like, saddest moments for me with music. I, I, I'm... This one also was like really close, kind of like the last one. Deaths of David Bowie mm-hmm. and Neil Peart. Probably the two just heaviest, saddest moments for me personally regarding music. If I had to pick one over the other, uh, I, I hate to say it, but I, I might have to go Neil Peart over David Bowie just because of how big Rush is to me. David Bowie, that one really broke my heart. It was a really tough call there. Neil Peart is was a just such a yeah, Neil Peart's the drummer from Rush mm-hmm. um, and primary songwriter. Most of the infusion of sci-fi and fantasy in Rush's music in the 70s was due primarily to Neil Peart. I mean, he wrote songs about Ayn Rand novels and Tolkien novels and the future and technology and just the human experience. Songs about different styles of fear, the personal fear, the fear of the unknown, fear of nuclear devastation, you know, so many concepts that just resonated, really just infusing philosophy into the music that I just loved that so much. So when I heard that he died, you know, I'd always held a little bit of hope that Rush would one day tour again, that I'd be able to see them one last time because I missed their R40 tour. When he died, that was just the worst day in music for me. So, sorry, this isn't so much like this is the stupidest or I hate this the most thing. This is more of like this was the most saddest, devastating, tragic thing for me. I know there's probably others that would mean more to other people. But for me, Neil Peart, followed very closely by David Bowie. Those are my worst moments in music. All right. That's fair. My worst music music moment in music, if I was competing, would have been the foundation of 30 seconds to Mars because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because the day that Jared Leto got involved in music was the, the, the day the music died. <laughs> oh, Richie Valens. Too soon. I'm too soon. No, Richie Valens so that they got nothing on this because you know why? That's the day the music died, man. No, no, no. The day the music died was the day Jared Leto and 30 Seconds to Mars came on the scene. You know why? Because Jared Leto's <laughs> still alive and he's still capable of making music. That's why. The music is going to continue dying until he stops. <laughs> I think we all know the worst movie, because I didn't mention this earlier, but the worst movie is any movie with Jared Leto in it. That's my that's my uh, entry for worst movie ever. This any and every movie with Jared Leto in it, including the new Morbius movie, because that's just gonna ruin the MCU. <laughs> it probably doesn't even have anything to do with it, but you know, Spider Man, Morbius. I don't even care. It's Jared Leto. Jared Leto gets involved in your movie. It's gonna suck. That's what happens. So what happened to Suicide Squad? He taints Apparently, everything. He touches. Only remaining members of the band are Jared and Shannon Leto. Yeah, see, that's, that's, yeah, everybody else left because they knew what was good for him. <laughs> All right, so we're moving, on to, we're moving on to the next product, next uh, category, which is consumer products. The well, worst events in consumer or worst things in consumer products. Ian, 
What do you got for what's your nominee? So, uh, my consumer product is one... Th- this one's kind of an odd choice, but you need to go with me on this journey. Um, like, a- has anyone here ever been, like, a picky eater when they were younger? Like, they're... Yeah. Like, they, their parents would make something that's probably a perfectly normal thing, but then you'd just be like, ah, I don't want to eat this because whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, one year, basically, I had come down with either the flu or a cold or just some sort of a like like i had gotten sick somehow and my parents had noticed a commercial on tv for a thing called theraflu now it's supposedly some sort of a like tea that you that you soak and it's supposedly really nice and helps warm your throat helps stop sore throats and whatnot i took like they made, they bought some. They made it for me on the day I was sick. I took one sip, one sip of this stuff, and, and nearly vomited. Oh. <laughs> and my parents were just like, "Ian, you are overreacting." My dad walked over, took one sip, and nearly vomited. He's like, "Oh." that's the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. I don't know what the hell is in Theraflu, but it's feckin' gross. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't even know if it works or not, but the last time I had it, it's just, it, it tastes awful. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if it would be like licking a Nintendo Switch cartridge awful, but it tastes awful. <laughs> so that's my... So that's my <laughs> nomination for worst consumer product is a really bad cold remedy th- called Theraflu. It's feckin' gross. Alrighty. So, Caleb, what's your worst, uh, worst, uh, what's your nominee for worst consumer product? Worst thing in consumer products? I don't know if you guys have seen this guy on TV yet, but have you guys heard of My Pillow? My Again? Pillow? No. Yeah, My Pillow. Oh, I man. think so, yeah. The 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 the, pill, the like the personalized pill or whatever. It's like um, uh, it it conforms to your face or your head or something. I mean, that's what he says it does. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like a yeah, tall guy with like a mustache and a weird hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, that's that's my choice. And because not only is it just annoying to just be worst with these uh ads on late night tv but in the beginning this guy sold this pillow as if it could like cure ptsd and like other sleep disorders like insomnia like he literally listed on the end that it could cure these diseases and it wasn't until like three years later or something that he took that off of the ad but it's literally just a pillow and um i just i i have a thing for for items that are what they are kind of like overhype in the you know selling air and and music that is literally just silence (laughs) um (laughs) guy just literally put like this cotton in a sheet and say, here's this pillow. It's the best pillow that's ever lived. Like, <laughs> I hate it to no end. Is it alive, though? Had it be the best pillow to ever live if it's not alive? This is the questions that bind us. It is the question that binds us. Every pillow, every pillow of, of, I mean, of the my pillow line is, I mean, is a living thing that's going to kill all of these. Yeah, kind of like in, it's going to kill all disease. It's it's the Jesus of pillows. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jim, what's your nominee for uh, worst of the uh, super products? Okay, so. First off, I thought this was consumer products slash businesses. So, like, I, at first I had um, I'd written down, you may remember Solar Roadways. Solar oh, freaking yeah. Roadways. Oh, this yeah. Thing. Okay, so 
it, this they they came out in like 2006 was when their company launched but they were really big in the early 2010s as like this is going to be the next revolutionary thing we're going to have solar panels with led lights in the streets and they'll be able to change for traffic conditions they'll be able to heat up and melt this, the the snow and like all these many things and it's like this is going to be a great new energy saving thing there were so many problems with it that a lot of people saw from the start as like no this this we don't have the technology to make this practically work Anytime someone would comment about it on YouTube, people would be like, oh, you're just saying that you just don't care about, you know, green energy and, and saving the world. And then finally down the road, like they start getting articles in Scientific American. And I think even like Elon Musk made a statement about it eventually. Like they have like, yeah, the technology just doesn't exist to make this thing practical. The people who even made them had like a small patch of it set up to prove it. And it's like the LEDs wouldn't work right. You know, they get scratched up and you can see things. It was such a cool idea, but the technologies didn't exist because of what it represented. It really showed like people will not care about the science or the facts, the engineering, what makes it work or not work if the idea is is popular enough. If like it's, if they want it to be true, um, so th that was my my original like worst business idea. If you're going for like smaller consumer product things, then fuck it. Uh, Oreos makes a shit ton of weird ass flavors. <laughs> Ever had a Swedish fish Oreo? <laughs> it existed. Yeah, they did. They did have a Swedish fish Oreo. That doesn't sound too terrible because it's still just no, a it is. sweet it's thing. It's I, I've never had it, so I don't know. It's it's disgusting. I've had it. It's gross. Mm -hmm. Sour Patch Kids cereal. Oh, if if <laughs> <laughs> we've had some like, weird ass um, flavors. Um, uh, I'll let the judge decide this. If if Solar Roadways is quali if that qualifies, then that. If not, then I'll go with weird Oreo flavors. Okay. I'll take Solar Roadways. Let me see okay. here. All right. So let me. Uh, I'm gonna cut out the social media category. Uh, for the sake of time, uh, we'll come back to that. I was going to talk about Copa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can just say what, what it was going to be. I was going to nominate the uh, U.S. Army having a Twitch uh, channel because people get banned on there for mentioning the uh, you know war atrocities that the U.S. has caused, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> Caleb, what were you going to say? I didn't have one. I actually you just overlooked that. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, I would have nominated Jared Leto's Twitter account. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And then also for consumer products, I would have nominated Clorox uh, because Jared Leto once said that he uses Clorox to clean his hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Judge. Who won? Okay, I'm added up the what scores. About now. Well, let's see. You know what? what? We'll politics news. Any of that? No, uh, we'll come back to that on a different episode. We just had those five categories. <laughs> yeah, for now. We had way more than five. Let's see here. So, oh, you know what? It probably might help me if I actually put this down on a piece of paper and just wrote it out. Whoops. <laughs> All right, you guys. What? Like, seriously, who do you think should have won out as a... I think I should win all categories, obviously. Well, you didn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> but let's see here. All right. So, in the category of video games, the nominees were Paper Mario series, Red Dead Online, and Mighty Number no. 9. And the winner is... Mighty number nine. Mighty number nine takes a bow. It's fair. It's the worst thing to happen in video games. It's fair. Other than, <laughs> other than Jared Leto's supposed involvement in any type of video game ever. I think I almost went with E.T. If Jared Leto ever gets involved in video games, it will become retroactively this podcast's worst thing to ever happen in video games. Anyway, and the category of movies, the, the nominees were The Room. UA Ball <laughs> and Avatar Dragon Ball movies and the winner was UA Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just don't need it. <laughs> that was a really that was a that was a close one though. Cause 
I really wanted to give it to the room, but the fact that UA Ball, <laughs> the fact that uh, Tommy was so only made like one or possibly two movies, and UA Ball just keeps doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's still at large, <laughs> one out. <laughs> he's like Carmen San Diego. We can't ever get a hold of that guy. In the category of music. The nominees were John Cage in 4 minutes and 33 seconds of silence, Kid Rock and Sean Crow's picture, or the death of Neil Peart. And the winner was John Cage in 43 minutes and 33 seconds of silence. <laughs> that That is literally the word. That's not even music, and it happened to music. Such so. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> how? 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 <laughs> And where was it? And in the category of consumer products, let's see here. The nominees were Theraflu, the My Pillow ads guy, being way too impressed with his product's effectiveness, <laughs> and Solar Roadways technology not even existing. And the winner was the fact that Solar Roadways technology doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard for your product to be a good thing for consumer products if it doesn't even exist technology just wasn't good enough to make their dream a reality yeah. that's it. it's because it's such a cool idea but technology just doesn't exist right now maybe someday in future leds will be better solar energy absorption panels will be better i don't know hover cars you know all the yeah. good stuff Oh, yeah. And when it comes right down to the scores, first place, or sorry, I'll start with third place. Third place is Ian with seven points. <laughs> I haven't won any of these. <laughs> Second place was Jim with eight points. And that means the first place was Caleb. You actually won with nine oh. points. <laughs> You actually, you actually, you actually stayed like either Whoa, middle of the yeah. pack or worst thing. You stayed like middle of the pack or worst thing. Like, uh, UA ball put you over the top. <laughs> Bonus points. I, I can't. I, I can't deny into, like the bottom because you were like because you were like straight. You were like straight second on every like almost every category except for UA ball. UA ball is what you hit number one. UA ball is pretty awful. <laughs> I can't deny mm-hmm. that. Bottom of the anchovy bag. Bottom yeah. of the anchovy bag. <laughs> Bottom of the anchovy bag. I like that one. That was good. God, the fact that that guy's still at large irks me. Like the fact that Jared Leto's still at large, but you know, one thing at a time. <laughs> one thing at a time. Together. One thing at a time. <laughs> oh God, no! 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 God, no! No! <laughs> UA Ball, if you're listening, which I know you are, you stay the hell away from Jared Leto, okay? Look, the two of you, <laughs> I will not allow this axis of evil to, to exist in the space of, of movies and film and music. There will be no crossover between the consequences you. consequences will be cataclysmic. There, like, I you will, better get Roland Emmerich in it. I will find you. Roland Emmerich is not that bad. Roland Emmerich is not anywhere near as bad. Love things being cataclysmic. Well, look, no, <laughs> no, at the point of the terribleness of UA Ball and Jared Leto combined together, if Roland Emmerich actually got involved in that, he would actually make the situation better, yes. not worse. <laughs> anyway, that's it for today. Word for it. And now you are all caught up. And I want to thank each and every single one of you for tuning in. You could have been listening to any podcast in the world, but you are here with us, and we appreciate that. But I want to thank our good friend Nathan for providing our themes. Hopefully we'll see him back next episode. So please check out his website at NathanTownsComposer.com Again, you can find us here at the JCU on iTunes, Spotify, RSS feeds, and Listen Notes. Also, you can find us on Twitch and YouTube as JCU Network. So please like, share, subscribe, and ring the bell so you don't miss a new episode. So for myself and the rest of the JCU crew here, to all of you JCU crewmates out there, it has been our pleasure, our privilege, and our honor to be with you today. This is us signing out. Remember to wash your hands, don't touch your face, and wear your masks because that's the right thing to do. And let's smack them curves, you guys. Peace.
Peace. Smack that curve. Smack, smack them curves. Smack them curves. Smack, smack them curves. Smack, smack them curves. Smack, smack them curves. Smack, smack them curves.